0: I don't know about you, but this gospel challenges me to the core. How is it that we are to love as God loves, which is unconditionally, to forgive those who've offended us, to be merciful, to be forgiving, when we as human beings, because of original sin, have all kinds of disordered thoughts, and we can easily give in to passions like anger, discouragement, frustration, impatience. How is it that we find something difficult, and especially if someone has hurt us in some way, that we can be loving as we are called to be? Well, by ourselves, of course, we know that we are greatly, greatly limited. In fact, we cannot love with charity unless we first receive charity. Charity is that pure gift from God which seeks the good of the other and enables us to do the types of things that we heard in the gospel today, that enables us to rise above our thoughts, our words, and our actions that sometimes are contrary to the call of love. And we live in a world today that's filled with so much negativity, and think of how that negativity can impact us, to ourselves have negative thoughts, perhaps stumble at times to speak uncharitably towards others, not with love and kindness, even in correction, but rather judgmental thoughts, and yet we're told to not judge others. How is it that we are to love in such a profound way when we are so human? by God's grace, by the acknowledgement that all of us are limited, we're weak, but God's loving mercy is always with us. And as we draw closer to him, we become more dependent upon him. It enables us to structure our thoughts, to catch our tongue, or what we might put on a chat or an email or a text to be very, very guarded in our thoughts, our words, and our actions. We have today, of course, this story of David and Saul. And we see what happened to Saul. He was overcome by the temptations of the evil one. He was harboring jealousy in his heart because David was becoming so popular He was so successful in the military endeavors, and the women at the time were acknowledging him, that he was even greater. Saul was the one that was in charge. And here's this rising star. How do you deal with the rising star? You try to eliminate them. And that was Saul's strategy because he harbored these things He spoke against David and then he acted upon David intentionally wanting to kill him. How is it that David, having experienced that so acutely, having to flee for his life, having even been under that threat and the actual experience of an action to kill him, but by the grace of God avoiding it, when he has the opportunity to thrust or to have somebody else thrust the spear in the one who was to kill him, how is it possible? Because David knew that Saul was God's anointed. And when we regard every human being as one created by God, even if they have malicious intent, how do we love them? We know that there are people in the world, in the history of the world, who have been very malicious in their tent and have acted inappropriately in thought, in word, and in action. We could use the example, of course, of Hitler. Well, those kind of people, because they're not open to conversion, they need to be managed so that more harm doesn't come upon other people, as our dear beloved brothers and sisters who were so tormented persecuted and killed in the unfortunate Holocaust. Of course, we need to manage those people, but what do we do with the people in the world today that are trying to take over or afraid, and so they're trying to take actions to minimize others? What do we do with all this negative speech spread throughout the world? When in America, we have freedom of speech, Just because we have freedom of speech does not mean that the Christian should speak uncharitably. Rather, we are called to a higher standard, to correct those who are erring, but always with charity. But it's so very important that we don't become overcome by the negativity, that we shut the negative news off. Yes, we need to know what's going on in the world, Yes, we need to pray for conversion, we need to try to correct people, and we need to speak positively in a world where there's so much negativity. And so our homework for this week, if I might so humbly offer, is that we focus on the positive qualities that we see in others. And we take the time to acknowledge them. We call to mind those who are maybe using the speech inappropriately, the thoughts, the actions, and that we might be like David. We might humbly turn to God and ask for the grace to forgive those who have hurt us, those who are harming the church intentionally, maybe even maliciously. We pray for their conversion, but we step forward in charity, and we become ambassadors of love in the world so that people see in us what they see in Christ, one who loves so much, who's willing to lay down his life in love and to pray for the conversion to forgive others and to call them to proper correction. God will do it in us. But if we keep allowing ourselves to become overflood with the negativity in so much media in the world today, It will overwhelm us, and it will only create a greater disturbance interiorly, which is exactly what the evil one wants, and that is not of God. The measuring stick for greatness in heaven is charity, not freedom of speech used inappropriately, not malicious thoughts or actions, but humbly turning to God and asking God for the grace to rise above those things and to unite as brothers and sisters in Christ, be an ambassador of all that is good, true, and just. Certainly to name objectively wrong things, and whatever our place in life is, in our families, our home, our role in society, in the world, our communities, to speak with charity, humility, and truth but such that it would attract the other to realize I was wrong. And if we continue to read the rest of the gospel, or not the gospel, the first reading today from the book of Samuel, we will discover what impact that had on Saul. And let's pray for that grace throughout the world.